episode of the Black Anime Nerds Podcast. My name is Max, a.k.a. Andre3000, and I'm I'm joined by my esteemed colleague, Aaron Coutte, a.k.a. Big Boy. Yo. <laughs> Sorry, not that opalicious. There we go. <laughs> this podcast has been sponsored by Outcast. But I'm... <laughs> um... Yeah, thanks for joining this week, everybody. Um, it'll be a tandem effort this week, uh, but uh, we hope to give you an exciting episode nonetheless. Um, lots of news to talk about. Um, we'll uh, we'll start with the, uh, the elephant in the room here, or should we say the hollow in the room. Bleach anime is uh, coming back. Um, that's something that we never thought we would here but we're glad glad to hear it um during an announcement this past week um from uh, weekly shonen jump the anime is returning to the bleach anime is returning to celebrate its 20-year anniversary yeah it's hard to believe um the new season of the anime will be adapting the bleach manga's uh thousand year blood war story arc um it was the final story in the manga but it was never adapted for the anime um, the anime ended in 2012, and uh, uh, the Thousand Year Blood War, War arc uh, ended in the manga 2016. Yep. Um, Studio Par- uh, Parrot uh, animated uh, the first run of Bleach. Um, there's no word yet on whether or not uh, Parrot will also be animating this arc or not. Um, so we'll wait to hear uh, any updates on that. And just going by the production schedule, um, we'll probably get this new season uh, early 2021. Huh. Um, another Yeah. And um, got some more Bleach-related news. Um, Bleach creator Tite Kubo um, will also... Uh, reveal his next manga, uh, Burn the Witch, which will be a serialization of his uh, one-shot, his Burn the Witch uh, one-shot from 2018. Burn the Witch will also be getting an uh, uh, anime adaptation. Um, It's looking like it's going to be an OVA uh, that will be produced by uh, Studio uh, Colorido. Um, Colorido is uh, currently... Uh, animating the uh, Pokemon Twilight Wings miniseries, um, which uh, most folks have probably seen an episode of that so far. So they do high-quality stuff. Um, this will probably be the biggest project that they've done so far. So, yeah, just lots of uh, big Bleach news. Um, that's had the anime community buzzing this week. Um, Aaron, uh, what are your thoughts on the return of Bleach? I'm surprised. All the jokes about it coming back are no longer jokes. Kubo's probably happy he gets to see it finish and get that money. But uh, it's going to be interesting seeing people's reactions to how it finished. And I'm curious to hear some of the voices of, like, the Stern Raiders. You watch. I just, just to see if they fit with how I think they sound, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, for some series that works, some series it doesn't come off way fucking different. Right. 
You? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Uh, I was thinking about it before uh, we, we started recording, but um, this will be uh, next year will be the first time in almost 10 years that um, uh, the big three will be uh, airing together in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, it's true. One, wow. One one piece is kept chugging along. Uh, you know, uh, Baruto, strong and steady. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it will be kind of a nice uh, uh, nostalgia moment when we see Bleach return next year. Right. Everybody's gonna be in the throwback. We're going to hear that orange range, asterisk, all that. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the big three, um, it was announced this week that uh, Samurai 8, um, the manga from uh, Naruto creator uh, Kishimoto, uh, has been canceled. Um, The last chapter was released this past Sunday. Um, a very abrupt end to uh, um, a project that Kubo was really excited. I mean, <laughs> not Kubo, Kishimoto, um, a project he was really excited about. Um, this was a story he always wanted to tell. And um, unfortunately for him, um, he wasn't able to tell it the way he wanted it, wanted to. Um, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, the series... Um, throughout its run, uh, wasn't, uh, very highly received, but I feel like it still had a pretty passionate, uh, fan base, a lot of Kishimoto fans hoping, hoping, uh, that this would be yet another big hit for him. Um, unfortunately it didn't work out. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts, Aaron? I'm surprised it got canceled too. I thought he had enough juice that, you know, it could last a bit longer, you know? But also at the same time, you mentioned the issue of like the art, and since he wasn't on the art necessarily, that probably uh, contributed to it being shortened. Because like even fans of Naruto have had shit to talk about his writing. So, sadly, they probably still was dogging it now, and it was a solid story. It was building up to something like like a good shonen series. It was building up, and it had some. It had some good visuals, even if the background was a uh, rough. Yeah. Which I loved seeing making, seeing actual fight scenes too. So I think it might get a chance to come back. I don't know, based off his name, he could bring it back, or you know, we might get a shout out to the characters in the next work or something. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of possibilities on the table for sure. I mean, maybe a, a different magazine picks it up. Um, yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, but yeah. Could he, could he do what Iraqi did? Like, didn't Iraqi leave, like, Shonen Jump? And do JoJo Part 7 somewhere else? I feel like he did. Um, I mean, it was definitely on uh, Weekly Shonen Jump at one point. And yeah, obviously it isn't anymore. It's on one of Shueisha's other magazines. Um, yeah. It's definitely possible. I mean, I don't know 
like it kind of worked out for that series because it, it's like an anthology where like the the parts are like cut off and there's right. a bunch of different stories whereas like he kind of ended the series like in this last chapter i mean there's always ways you can write it so that they come back you know um, but yeah i think the way that jojo's is built like made that transition easier yeah getting to start with a new group definitely helps um but yeah part of me does wonder what the reception of samurai 8 would have been like if um it was a total work from Kishimoto. Um, right. You know, like, Kishimoto for Samurai 8, he did the stories and storyboard and everything, but his uh, former uh, Naruto assistant, um, I, I'm not, I can't remember what his first name is, but his last name's Okubo. Um, he, he did the art. Um, which, yeah, like you mentioned, um, there were parts, there were portions of, of the manga where it was um, very hard to tell what was uh, going on in certain pages. So, yeah, part of me does wonder what it would have been like if Kishimoto did both the art and the anime and uh, the story. But, yeah, I feel like we're seeing that more and more from, like, you know, like the... OGs, like so to speak, you know, um, right. Just, just because you know the toll on uh, manga is, is is so high, um, you know, with Akira Toriyama uh, with Dragon Ball Super, like Toriyama does the story, yeah. but Toyotaro does the art. Um, right. Doctor Stone, I feel so bad because the story is super good, but the only. Th- the name that everybody thinks of when it comes to Dr. Stone is Boichi, the, uh, you know, the right. famous uh, artist. Um, right. the, the, the right in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, like, uh, Boichi, Boichi doesn't write Dr. Stone. He just draws it. Um, yeah, even, uh, the promised Neverland and, uh, a writer illustrator duo, as does uh, Actage. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting on that front. I mean, with the, as demanding as demanding as the manga is, industry is, on some levels, it's cool that, you know, there's lots of, like, partnerships being formed um, with some of these series to kind of lighten the load for right. folks. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, unfortunately for Samurai 8 fans, um, the tale of Hachimaru has been concluded, but, um, you know, we eagerly await uh, whatever uh, Kishimoto decides to do next. Um, He's going to pop up somewhere else. Maybe the next Naruto Ninja Storm game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be down there. But, yeah. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to think of the series before Naruto, considering Naruto took over a decade of his life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not too many people remember, uh, what was it, Zombie Powder from Kubo? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. 
He did a fancy one shot, magic mushroom, and a prototype Naruto. He almost made a baseball manga. Man, yo, Naruto could have been about baseball. Um, the uh, Seven Deadly Sins author, uh, uh, Nakaba. Uh, he had this trend and jump series back in the day that was about golf. Oh my, isn't that the Galahad one? Uh, maybe? The main character kind of looks like Jane. That's what I remember. He, he does have a thing for, I guess, like the, I guess even then he was thinking of the medieval knights. Without further ado, we can probably transition over to our, uh, AdMod Watch review. Um, Episode 11 of Somali in the Forest Spirit. And man, oh man. Oh, yeah. A tale, of, a tale of two halves of the story. Um, you know, the All first right. episode was pretty wholesome and very uh, slice of lifey. And the uh, second half was not that. Kicking in a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so the major plot points of the episode were, um, you know, the crew was finishing up their last day uh, in the village. Um, things were seemingly going off without a hitch. Um, you know, they're ready to set, uh, they're ready to, uh, you know, hit the hay, go to sleep um, so they could wake up and uh, depart for the next town when a gang of, uh, human hunter ruffians uh uh comes after him um and the episode uh from that point we just follow uh our our gang being pursued by these guys um to catch up uh to somali golem and shizuno um and uh you know uh they have our guys surrounded and uh uh, grandma monster, uh, her name escapes me at the moment. Um, kind of, uh, wow. Yeah. Her, her segment was pretty interesting just, um, with her personal views on, uh, on prejudice. Um, trifling. Yeah. But I mean, we got the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she takes her and the hunters take Somali and she's about to get sliced and diced before, um, Gollum hits uh sicko mode. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and Marvel versus Capcom two new challenger appears. Music starts playing. Yeah. And he takes on a gruesome, uh, transformation and a last ditch effort to save Somali. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a roller coaster of an episode overall. Um, uh, what was your, uh, take on episode 11, Aaron? Grandma was shady. Oh, I forgot the bridge had collapsed. I was like, okay, maybe. But then even after that, before that shit wasn't added up right. And I was like, wow. Did she really lead him to a, yeah, she lead him to a trap. And since I know we got two episodes left, this is either about to be a long, this is about to be a heartbreaking episode 12 or murderous. 
because Golem is going to tear those bitches apart. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they cock block us and suddenly have him like break down or something right there. He's going to tear them apart. And, I mean, it was glad we got a few more cute moments, but I think this is it for him. This is going to be his last stand. Agreed. Like, this is this is what he's got left in the tank. And he's going to use it on the kid. And there was more cutesy moments, but I like that you mentioned how it went from, like, a normal slice of life episode to dangerous in the second half. And Grandma! We really want to see her get run over by, you know, our boy Gold. A reindeer? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a reindeer in this scenario. I mean, we've got, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, Kikula and his dad will appear in the next episode and just, like, run, him, run her over. Golem will grab Kikula and his dad and hit her with him. That's what he'll do. Because <laughs> she deserves that kind of ass whooping. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like her story is, uh, you know, the concept of that story kind of hits home, like, when events ha- happen like that, that kind of just, uh, depending on the situation, they can, like, distort your entire view on things, you know? Um, yeah. Like, she openly admitted that they, you know, they're prejudiced. Like, you know, all these things happen to us, so, you know, like, why, like, why bother? I mean, uh, there are no exceptions, basically. Um, and like on one hand like when you like it's terrible to like experience like your neighbors and whatnot being killed by these people um right but you know like like us like with our like the thousand foot view we have um and basically the whole story has told us that you know like you, you can't uh like, you just can't, like, generalize like that, you know? Golem uh, could have decided to have nothing to do with Somali, but, you know, the more he got to know her, like, the more he knew she was, like, a special, like, amazing kid. And that's kind of been the, the story that we've, I mean, we've seen this happen over and over. Now, granted, like, a, a chunk of the people didn't know that she was a human at all, but I think after spending time with her, um, it wouldn't have mattered. We kind of saw that with, um, man, I'm, I'm blanking on the tall, uh, Oni's Yabashira. We saw that with Yabashira in this episode, you know, um, uh, Shizuno never told him that Somali was a human, but right. You know, he was taken aback at first, but, um, like he knew, like, he pretty much knew right away that, you know, after spending time with Somali, uh, right. he knew how great of a kid she was, and uh, he knew instantly that he wanted to protect her. He wasn't as bothered as he would have been before he knew her. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, from that perspective, it's frustrating that, like, Grandma can't get her head out of her butt, but yeah, I'm interested to see, 
I mean, what happens going forward? Like, I I could see a situation playing out where like we get me something like akin to uh, like the like a the power of friendship, where maybe uh, the the mooks are definitely dying for sure. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, right. But I just I kind of have a feeling that even though as scary as grandma has been so far that uh, it's possibly it's possible that she turns it around and has a change of heart. I could also easily see her being like murdered, like effortlessly. But uh, like my, my gut feeling is that she, she sees Golem ready to bust out the tool and, you know, has a change of heart. Like, the way Somali has changed people, like, throughout the series. And based on, yeah, I have a feeling that Grandma might be the the last person in the series that we see uh, Somali, like, changes uh, her outlook. Don't do it, Gala. Don't do it, Bloodbath. <laughs> Don't do it, blood death. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many uh, uh, death flags in this uh, episode too early on. Like, uh, Hell yes. When Yabashira and uh, Golem were still at work. I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> Yabashira s- says something like, man, like, this job is going to be the death of me. It's like, ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> You might be right, man. You might be right. His Yabashir's whereabouts are currently unknown. You know, we hope uh, last we saw him, he beat up the ruffians that uh, attacked the house. Um, hopefully he's okay, and hopefully he's able to uh, find our gang and help them out. Hoping the best one. Yeah, um, I mean, we saw the next episode preview. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to go off of besides uh, seeing uh, Golem on his rampage. But what are some uh, thoughts you have uh, for uh, ne- next week's episode of Samal? Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be the peak. <laughs> This is gonna be the episode that hinges it all. That makes us all feel like we gotta do this. This episode we're gonna we're all gonna sweat tears from my eyes. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, man. I'm, I don't uh I don't think Gollum survives the episode. <sighs> he dies for us. Um, yeah, like, I have a feeling that, like you were saying, he uses up the last of his energy to save Somali and Shizuno, and, um, I don't know if that happens. Yeah. Does Whitebeard, the one with piece impression, Whitebeard's last stand. Yeah. He saves the day, and, uh, I'm thinking... The series probably ends with uh, 
Somali, like leaving with Shizuno and Yabashira. Yeah. Um, and, I think, and I think in like some symbolic way, uh, Golem will still be with Somali, whether like they save like a piece of him or. Well, he was talking about making her armor and stuff, so yeah, maybe a piece of him. Yeah. Well, and. Don't you. Dun, dun, I, forget I wonder about if uh, Shizuno. Uh, remember, she took. she He took that piece from Golem to study. Right. Ooh. Early on. So, I mean, this is. I'm kind of putting my tinfoil hat on here, but maybe. Maybe he comes up with a way to, like restore golem somehow yeah i can see it's it. kind of an out of pocket yeah it's kind of an out of pocket theory but um yeah these last two episodes will definitely be interesting for sure either way and uh the feels trip will definitely continue yeah so things are ramping up stay tuned for these last two episodes of somali um Without further ado, we'll just move on to our uh, uh, recommendation uh, section of the podcast where we recommend nerd-related stuff that we've been watching, reading, etc. that you guys might like. Um, you know, uh, Aaron, what have you been, what have you been uh, reading or watching uh, lately? I've been reading the opposite of always. Which is a Black Side Five book and a romance. Boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl dies, boy wakes up at the weeks before girl dies and tries to save her. And it's pretty, it'll put you through all gamut of emotions. So, is the, yeah. is the girl's name, is the girl's name Amelia? She's a bit different than Amelia, and he's a bit less super, <laughs> but. Okay. It still it has that those feelings. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's pretty good. <laughs> for sure. Um is is it a uh newer series or has it been out for a while? It's a newer book. So it came out last year. Oh, okay. Like Two thousand nineteen. So and it's already talked about getting being adapted into a movie. Wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So the more stories like that, the better. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely use as many uh, black sci-fi authors as as we can get. I mean, that's a genre that doesn't seem to have uh, too many. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, for me, you know, I've been I've been binging the uh, the Raildex verse right lately. You know, the, yeah. and for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, kind of the certain magical index universe, which consists of certain magical index uh, series. Um, it's spin off uh, a certain scientific railgun. Um, and a second spinoff, right. a certain scientific accelerator. Um, yeah, I've I've watched the first the first season of it, Index. Um, 
first two seasons of Railgun, and um, I'm I'm re- watching the second season of uh, Index right now. And uh, basically, th- th- this universe is set. This world is set up uh, where um, there's like magic and science are like the two. I guess you call it like superpowers in this series. And uh, the series is set primarily in Academy City, which is like the the, the mecca for uh, like espers, which are the uh, characters that uh, have science-based abilities. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the science world and the uh, magic world are always clashing with each other, trying to uh, gain the upper hand on each other. And, uh, the, <laughs> the series, the, like, like the whole franchise revolves around a group of characters that are just trying to, just trying to live their lives and pass their exams. But, uh, fate has, uh, other plans for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm making my way through that. Um, um, so far, I think I'm, without being like too spoil spoilery, I, I'm I think I'm enjoying uh, Railgun more than Index. Railgun has some pretty cool shit. So yeah, I haven't gotten to accelerator yet. I'm trying to trying to go in order, but I, I was looking online for the like the episode, the recommended episode order, and like it'll be like watch first three episodes of Index and then watch the next four episodes of Railgun and then episodes five through eight of Index and I was like, man, that's just too much work. And then watch episodes 11 and 11 of both series at the same time until the 23rd minute mark. Then... Well, yeah. And I'm like, like, what the hell is wrong with you people? Like, you didn't even, you didn't even, uh, like, you're presenting it like like out of order, like as it, like like right. the first the first season of Index like started, you know the the anime uh, aspect of the universe, um, right? And there's hella uh, railgun spoilers in that first season of Index, and people complain about fate being complicated. Yeah, yeah. I was watching. Uh, season two of uh, Railgun, and I was like, damn, like, like, I'm coming to this franchise late, but <laughs> if, but, like, content from season two of Railgun, which came out in, like, 2013, had already kind of been uh, slightly spoiled uh, <laughs> by season one of Index, which came out, like, five years prior. Right. Um, that was annoying. But other than that, I'm enjoying it. 
um, index is like way more, uh, I've like, I've noticed this watching season two of index that it's like way more, uh, fan service, fan service, even railgun is, um, like <laughs> there's like a handful of, uh, fan service gags, like every episode. Which at first I was okay with, but uh, after the first handful of episodes, I'm like, all right, we get it. Uh, Toma's unlucky. Um, can we kind of just uh, move things along? Yeah, I mean, I think that about uh, does it for everything this week. Um, uh, we'll be rolling out our uh, year-end polls uh, pretty soon uh, for... Uh, Best male character of the winter season, best female character winter season, uh, and uh, best winter anime. So uh, be on the lookout for those. And um, I think we're pretty much all set. Did you have anything you wanted to add before we wrap up, Aaron? Nah, but I will say this: tag team back again. No, seriously, nothing. Actually, nah, nothing. I wanted to add. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for, thanks for listening this week. Um, I'm Max, a.k.a. Andre3000, a.k.a. Uh, Three Stacks, a.k.a. Erica Badu's Baby Daddy. And uh, <laughs> and I was joined by Mr. Uh, Aaron Coutet, a.k.a. Big Boy. A.k.a. Head of the Dungeon Family. A.k.a. Uh, Daddy a- Fat Stacks. A.k.a. Mr. Speaker Box. Sir Lucius same, Left Foot. Okay. that the same motherfucker that put the knuckles to your eye. <laughs> there you go. That's him, all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, uh, Ben, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you. <laughs>